the Best Health for Us podcast for employees of Wake Forest Baptist Health. Welcome everyone to the Best Health for Us podcast. I'm Jane Weiss, I'm a registered dietitian with Wake Forest Baptist Health. And I'm Elizabeth Meinhardt, communications manager with Best Health for Us. How's it going, Jane? Good. I, you know, just trying to stay cool. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Which takes a lot of effort this time of year, but, uh, but overall, I'm, this is not a complaint, as I say many times during the summer, me talking about the weather. <laughs> yes. We know, we know summer's your month. Yeah. Or yeah, your season. <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah. I love a thunderstorm too. There's been some good thunderstorms lately. So that, that makes me appreciate summer a little more to you. I was a fan uh, until the house was struck by lightning, but that's you know, true. Yeah, that's, <laughs> sorry about that. Since trigger warning, no worries. <laughs> oh, man. The only yeah. one that was truly triggering was the one that took place this year at the same date and time as last oh, year. So. Yeah. Yeah. I, I know I was somewhere where um, people were um, pulling in their like outdoor furniture, like a shop. Mm, and, yeah. and I heard someone say like, this is, this reminds me of when I was a kid and something happened to their house. And I, I kind of had this realization, oh yeah, this isn't something that's like sort of exciting to other people. It's actually really <laughs> scary. That's okay. That's okay. In, well, what in, have you- <laughs> in other news, <laughs> how have you been doing? Good. Um, just, you know, kind of got back from some vacation with the fam. Um, nice. Got to go visit them in Florida. Um definitely wearing masks the whole time um, with Florida being kind of bright red in the COVID oh, yeah. Delta adventure. Mm-hmm. Um, but it was still nice to, to see my parents and we spent a lot of time at their apartment instead of like out and about, but you know, it was nice yeah. to be someplace else and not the really, think about, right. <laughs> it was nice to yeah. be in so, a different set of four walls. Um, and mm. I didn't take any computers with me. So good for you. No work of any kind. Kind. Um, so it was really nice to kind of, I wasn't fully unplugged. I had my, my phone, but I was pretty unplugged. And so it was really nice to just kind of check out of the real world for a little bit. That was a nice vacation. Yeah. Well, uh, for the listening audience, hearing Elizabeth say that's a really big deal <laughs> <laughs> to not have to be, cause you're, yeah, I mean, it's like the greatest, uh, work ethic and, and to be accessible and available to your coworkers. But then for your mental health, emotional health, it's also really good to unplug from time to time. Yes. I, um, our department knows that Elizabeth vacations pretty intensely at one point in time, (laughs) I had a burner phone for vacation. Um, and so I would turn off my personal phone and I had a whole separate phone that I would turn on only during vacation so that I could still be in communication with the people I was on vacation with, but no one else could reach me (laughs) Um, because, you know, you think about it, like your colleagues have your cell phone number. um, So they might inadvertently text you when you're on vacation, not remembering that you're on vacation or something like that. And then it kind of like nags at you. Right. And you kind of check out of vacation a little bit. Mm -hmm. Um, And so to prevent that, I was like, well, just get a separate phone for vacation. (laughs) Yeah. At first period of time I had that. (laughs) At first, I thought you meant you had a burner phone for people to reach you, like coworkers. And I was thinking, oh, I would never no, do that. No, but now I get it. Was, I get that's it. for family. There were only four people who had that phone number. Uh, yeah, so I do like to totally unplug from the office if at all humanly possible, because I like to work really hard, but I also like to play really hard and mm. check out. Oh, yeah. So that was your self-care. This it was week. my self-care. Yes, yeah, that's, absolutely. That's pretty good. <laughs> 
<laughs> it's a hard one. I know I've, I, yeah. I, in some ways was very lucky early in my career to be an hourly full-time employee. Um, right. It's kind of like cell phones as a regular <sighs> thing. were kind of coming out and starting to be an expectation that like you would be always available. And because I was an hourly employee, I couldn't have work email and I couldn't be texted when I wasn't working or they had to pay me. Um, and at, working at the nonprofit I was at, they didn't want to pay me <laughs> when I wasn't mm-hmm. supposed to be on the clock. So like, it was really easy to draw that boundary because there was a financial risk to the organization. And so I've kind of just carried that with me as I've moved on in life. Um, but that was a, a blessing of the full-time hourly employee. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I'll say it is there's something to be said for just being able to close your computer and walk away and you're done. Yes. And I do that every day. Now it's not always at five o'clock. Um, <laughs> but when mm-hmm. I walk away for the day, it's done. Um, because I don't have email on my phone and it's really mm-hmm. kind of nice. Um, I think it's the best form of self-care. <laughs> oh yeah, I agree. Cause I mean, yeah, those are, those are examples of, really deep behaviors that's you know there's benefits to things we've talked about like having moments of reprieve where you're baking or doing art or taking a bath but then like really setting boundaries as an absolute form of self-care yes <laughs> well, how about you what have you been up to well similarly I just got back from a trip um and I guess I guess you and I kind of went at a time where um and this will I know be we're recording at a different time that this is being released. Yes. <laughs> so like people to know that, but um, it, it seems like a good window of time to go um, late July uh, out to Pacific Northwest and really unplug um, camping, doing a lot of like hiking and um, swimming at Crater Lake, which nice. you know where that is, the yeah. deepest lake in the United States, I think. Um, I think that's like so good for you. Six miles deep or something. It's something cre- Maybe it's two Ooh. miles deep, six miles wide, something like that. But it's glacier waters. It's really blue and yeah. also very cold. But, yeah. <laughs> but perfect for I'm sure refreshing July. this time of oh, year, yeah. though. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So that, that was um, first like big... Uh, vacation in a really long time. So I, I think, uh, well, I can tell you <laughs> after being out there and being in airports that a lot of people are doing that. So I, I think a lot of people are really trying to get back to some normalcy or they were the summer with yeah. being able to um, see different places and uh, a lot of appeal for the outdoors because that is mm-hmm. um, safest thing to do. Um, I think our national parks are a little overloaded. <laughs> <laughs> yes, I think they are. <laughs> Yeah, but, you know, they've been on a, like a three year ad campaign trying to get people to come. So it's That's finally true. working. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I know that amazes me that there ever was a time where they're it was, right? they were so popular. But right? yeah, but that was a great, you know, spending a lot of time outside and seeing different um, views and um, and not having cell phone service. So yeah. <laughs> that, the boundary uh, is drawn by technology for you. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. So, uh, so that was a great, great couple of weeks and glad to be back to you. Routine is also yes. nice. Yes, so. absolutely. Well, I think both of our vacations and the boundaries that were either set for us or by us, um, is a really great lead into this week's, um, mm-hmm. session. So this for the, for the next three weeks, we are going to be bringing you the resilience training that best health for us has offered for a long time. It's on our website, besthealthforus.com, the number four. Um, and you can actually go watch the videos there. Um, but also they have worksheets there 
um, that can help you kind of figure out how to bring resilience into your life. And we've, we've heard so much about resilience in the last, what, two years. Um, but I think this is a really great way. They're, they're short bites today. I think it's just a half hour. It really helps you understand the basics of what it is, but also how you might start to apply it, um, to your everyday life, especially your work life. Um, because especially as healthcare workers, we are exhausted, right? Like how much can we continue to give? And unfortunately it doesn't look like it's, it's drying up anytime soon. And so the more we can build resilience, the more we can take care of ourselves. So I am excited that we are bringing this in September, which is national mental health month. Um, and suicide prevention week is coming up real soon. Um, so, you know, guys, please take care of yourselves. Please listen to this. Check out the worksheet at besthealthforus.com and enjoy Cynthia's wonderful section. Hello there. This is Cynthia. Welcome to the first module of the online resilience training. Let me congratulate you for showing up here, not just emotionally or physically, but also mentally. This is the place to focus on practices to build resilience, maintain composure, and change the way your body's physiology responds in stressful situations. When you build resilience, you'll find that automatic stress reactions won't dictate how you feel, respond, or perform, whether you're at work or at home. High rates of stress can threaten our well-being. Building resilience helps us combat these threats by giving us the ability to prepare for, recover from, and adapt in the face of stress or challenge. This allows us to bounce back from adversity. It's likely that we will all experience stress at work at some point. And when we do, it helps if we are aware of how it changes the way we think, act, and feel. Sometimes we contribute to our stress with unhelpful thinking. We may see things in black and white, comparing our situation negatively to those around us, or imagining a catastrophic outcome of a situation we find ourselves in. Recognizing these thinking patterns and adopting structured problem-solving techniques can significantly reduce stress, increase a sense of personal control, and build resilience capacity. Being resilient is like having a fully charged inner battery. Not only can you bounce back faster from a challenging situation, but you also have more ability to avoid getting in those situations in the first place. Now that is energy efficiency. Resilience consists of four primary areas physical, mental, emotional, and spiritual. We spend and renew energy in each area every day. If we have low energy in one area, it can affect the others. Typically, it is the emotional energy where most people drain their inner batteries unnecessarily. In this module, you'll learn how emotions give resilience the power to flex and recover in the face of stress and adversity. You'll also learn how to build and sustain your resilience with the use of energy management skills. With practice, you will increase your resilience and have more energy reserve when you need it the most. You'll be able to maintain your cool and stay focused when you find that too much activity and information are coming your way all at once. The greater your resilience capacity, the greater your ability to maintain your composure and stay in charge of your emotions and actions. Before we get to that, let's cover a little science on the heart and emotions. As it turns out, the heart has its own brain-like functions. Neurocardiology studies the connection between the heart and the brain. And scientists have discovered that just like the brain, the heart has a ganglia and neurotransmitters. It produces hormones, 
makes decisions independent of the brain and has its own memory. In fact, the heart and the body send far more information to the brain than the brain sends down to the heart and the body. Signals from the heart affect brain responses involved in strategic thinking, planning, problem solving, decision making, perception, creativity, reaction time, coordination, and long and short-term memory. A more scientific term for this is self-regulation. There is a direct connection between what the heart is doing and our ability to self-regulate. When we experience stress or chaos through negative emotion, our heart rhythm pattern is in what scientists call an incoherent state, a sign that the brain and nervous system are out of sync. This is like driving a car with one foot on the accelerator and the other foot on the brake at the same time. Who would want to do that? It makes for a very jerky ride, wastes gas, and puts extra wear and tear on a car. On the other hand, renewing emotions like appreciation, courage, and compassion create a more ordered harmonious pattern, indicating that the brain and nervous system are more in sync. Scientists call this a coherent heart rhythm. When you are in a coherent state, you increase your resilience and your ability to manage yourself. That adds energy to your inner battery. Here's the bottom line. Scientifically speaking, when we are in a coherent state, the neural signals the heart sends to the brain improve the brain function involved in decision-making, creativity, and how we perform. Let's dive in into some of these techniques that with practice will allow you to self-regulate and access a coherent state when you need it the most. In order for us to change the pattern, we first need to assess where we are at any given moment. A helpful emotional assessment tool is the depletion to renewal grid, which illustrates how different emotions affect our physiology differently. These emotions are not right or wrong. They just have a depleting or renewing effect on us. The left side of the grid represents depleting or incoherent emotions. The right side represents renewing or coherent emotions. Depending on the intensity of our emotions, they vary from high to low. When we experience a lethargic negative emotional state, we may feel burnt out or resentful. On the other hand, when we are in a high-intensity emotional state, we may experience renewing emotions such as excitement, courage, or passion. While we experience these emotions on and off, it's helpful to identify the quadrant where we spend most of our time and assess if there is anything we can do to shift, especially if we are more often on the left side of the grid. Certain situations will trigger either of these categories of emotions more than others. In order for you to become more effective at assessing how to activate renewing emotions, we first need to identify the common situations or events that drain your energy. To do this, grab pen and paper and take a few minutes to write about one to three specific situations that cause you stress. Draw three columns. On the first column, specify the situation or event. Next to it, write about the feelings associated with that situation. And then write about your current solutions for each of these situations. Notice the examples for guidance and now write your own.
Great! The counterpart of this exercise is to identify the situations and events that help us renew and recharge our inner battery. Here is where we want to focus. So take a few minutes to write about specific situations and events that help you renew your energy. Similarly, describe the feelings that come up for you in each of those situations. For example, hanging out with friends or family, being acknowledged for a good job or serving others. Now put your notes on the side and we'll come back to them later. There are three important baseline strategies to more effectively regulate your energy and increase your resilience. Practicing one of the energy regulation techniques, which we'll learn in the next couple of modules, can help you prep before an event or set the tone of the day, shift and reset after a challenging situation, and sustain resilience and composure during your day. Practicing the three strategies help you take charge of your thoughts and emotions so you can better handle anything that comes up. To show you the importance of shifting and resetting immediately after a challenging situation, let's take a look at this graph that shows a heart rate of a police officer while he's experiencing a domestic violence scenario. 
Even though the officer is standing still, his heart rate goes up from an average of 110 to 120 beats per minute to about 175 beats per minute while dealing with the situation. Before learning energy self-regulation techniques, it took an average of two hours for the officer's heart rate to return to normal. By using a resilience building technique, he was able to shift and reset immediately after the event, saving a great deal of energy and wear and tear on his body. The first resilience building technique is called heart-focused breathing. It helps to turn down the volume of stress and interrupt your body's mechanical stress response, beginning the process of getting your nervous system in sync. There are two parts of this technique. Number one, focusing your attention on the heart or chest area. And two, breathing more slowly and deeply than usual as you imagine your breath flowing in and out of your heart. Let's practice this together. Find a comfortable sitting pose, inhaling deeply and exhaling softly. Draw your attention to the heart or chest area. Begin to deepen your breath, Breathe more deeply and slowly than usual. Imagine your breath flowing in and out of your heart. Now continue for a few more breath cycles. Practice this on-the-go technique whenever you catch yourself triggered by a stressor. It is an important first step in stopping energy drains. Thanks for listening to this episode of the Best Health for Us podcast. For employees of Wake Forest Baptist Health, employees can learn more at besthealthforus.com. That's besthealth, the number four, us.com. Non-employees can check us out at wakehealth.edu slash besthealth. 